0: I believe this morning that God has a word for you, a word for me. Uh, how many of you know that God is moving in the land? He is not discouraged, right? God is not discouraged. God is not worried, Anybody happy about that? We hear rumors that things are going to get difficult. Maybe things are already difficult. We hear rumors of seven, eight, nine dollars a gallon gas. How many of you heard those rumors? All of you got your hands lifted up. I want to tell you, God is not nervous. The same God that provided for you, some of you, uh, how, uh, uh what's the lowest that you ever remember gas being? 37.28 Anybody lower than 28? 19.9 <laughs> ah. A long time ago I want to tell you that the same God that provided for you when gas was 19.9 cents is the same God that provides for you today. In Jesus' name, hallelujah. And friend, you remain faithful. You remain trusting. And I want to tell you that God is going to be your provider. There's a folded sheet down there, Cammie, that uh, I, I want, uh, yes, I want to read this. This is, uh, this is from Debbie Hafes. And uh, she's our uh, teen challenge student, and God is doing amazing things in her life. Hallelujah! And she sent to me yesterday. Uh, she sent to me a prayer that she prayed from Isaiah forty three, and I want to read to you her prayer this morning. And it says this: "Oh, oh, Abba, oh, Jireh, my Father, my all, you are enough." I feel your presence and your protection. I will not fear because you have redeemed me. Isn't that good? And then she says, me, in capital letters. Your daughter. Thank you, Father. I am yours, for you have called me by name. I stand upon the promise that you will be with me when I pass through the waters. You will be with me when I pass through the rivers, and I will not be swept away. You will be with me when I walk through the fire. I will not be burned. I will not be set ablaze. This is all done because you are Lord my God, the Holy One of Israel, my Savior. I am precious to you. You love me. I will not be afraid. You are with me as I go through. Hallelujah. I will testify of your love, your protection, your sanctification, and your sovereignty. Amen. Amen. Isn't that good? Let's give the Lord praise right now. Hallelujah. 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 Lord, we thank you. Lord, along with Debbie, we thank you that when we pass through the fire, we shall not be burned. When we walk through the waters, they shall not sweep over us. Hallelujah. We give you praise. We give you glory, and everybody said amen, amen. Continue to lift Debbie up, and uh, if any of you would like her address to send her uh, some encouraging letters, uh, we can get that to you. Praise the Lord. Okay, Uh, we're in James chapter 1, and James says in verse 21, let's just uh, start at the beginning of this section here. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness, overflow of wickedness, and receive with meekness the implanted word which is able to save your soul. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. For he observes himself and goes away and immediately forgets what kind of man he was. But he who looks into, I like the NIV word there, intently... He who looks into the perfect law of liberty and continues in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer of the work, this one will be blessed in what he does. If anyone among you thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, he does but deceives his own heart, this one's religion is useless. Pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this to visit orphans and widows in their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And Lord, we come before you right now and thank you for your word. Can you just thank the Lord for his word right now? And we ask, Lord, that you would impart your word to our hearts, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Be doers of the word, be doers of the word. Turn to your neighbor and say, be a doer of the word. And not a hearer only. Thank you, Lord. So if that's the verse that we memorize this morning before we leave, then we will have accomplished uh, something. James 1.22. Thank you, Lord. I want to talk a minute about being a doer of the Word. Somebody that does the Word is somebody that carries out what the Word suggests. The word for doer is a word that I can't even pronounce in Greek, and so I'm not going to try. But it is the same word, uh, noun, it is the same noun being a doer that is used in the book of Acts to, uh, to uh, describe a poet. It is the same word used for poet in the Greek. That's interesting, isn't it? Be a doer. And Cammie and I were talking last night. Why do you think that is? And because we came to the conclusion that a poet is a performer. Back then they did not have entertainment like we do. Maybe it was a better time. Maybe. But when you watch television, you are watching... Performers. When Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi clash in the movie, when they're filming, and the f- production is over, they all get up together and they go have lunch. You know that, don't don't you? Because offset, they are friends. Onset, they are performers. And in the day that, that James is writing, the the performing in that Greek culture was mostly oratory. They did have plays and so forth, things like that, but very much of their entertainment was oral. And so a poet was a performer. And what James is saying, and, and, and we're not talking here about performance in the sense of being fake, or, or we're not talking about being disingenuous uh, when we apply it to the Word of God, but very much so, James says, the Word of God has to be carried out in your life. It has to be something that you do. Now, if all that happens when we come to church week after week after week is that you fill yourself with more knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge, more knowledge, but it never changes the way that you actually live, it's not good for you. In fact, it positions you for more harm than good. God is looking for people that will be doers of the word doers of the word. Now, how many of you know that there's not one thing that we can do that can earn our salvation? You cannot earn your way to heaven. But I do, I, I do believe this, that your actions incur the blessing of God. Let's skip down. I've got very quiet right there. How you live can incur the blessing of God on your life. It makes a difference. It matters how you live. Look at the end of verse 25. What does it say? This one will be blessed in what? In what he does. What he does. Thank you, Lord. Later in James, this is not... Part of my this was not part of my message but later on in James it says it says you, you believe you you believe in faith he said I will show you my faith how by what I do faith without works is dead dead and so becoming a doer of the word uh, is is so so key in our lives hallelujah In fact, James goes on, we're going to come come back to some things that Jesus said here in just a minute, but he says, if you are a hearer only, this is a person that has apathy in their Christian walk. This is a person that has plateaued. This is a person that no longer is pursuing, is no longer running, is no longer in the race. This is a person that thinks that they've arrived and have it all figured out. But God still has quests for us. He still has assignments for us. He still has land for us to conquer. He still has mountains for us to take. He still has things in front of us, goals in front of us that, that we have to rise up and, and uh, go after. And to go after them, we need more of Jesus, not less. To go after them, we need more of him, not less. Amen? Amen? We've got to have more of Jesus. Hallelujah. We've got to have more of Jesus. And when you become a hearer only, you have become a person that picks and chooses which portions of the word of God you are going to embrace. There are portions of the word that make us uncomfortable. Why? Because those portions call us to Change. Call us to change. And change. Change is the goal of the word. The word of God is living Active, sharper than any two edged sword. It cuts and divides between joint and marrow, soul and spirit. It divides the deep places of the heart. It cuts you. It brings conviction to you. And if you are a hearer only, you have predisposed that you're not going to become who God wants you to become. Right? James says you looked in the mirror. You saw what kind of person God intended you to be. And you immediately walked away and you forgot about that person. This whole thing is talking about destiny. And about who God has called you to be. Praise the Lord. It's in the word of the Lord that you're gonna find who God called you to be. It's in the word of the Lord that you're gonna learn how you ought to walk, the things that you ought to not do, the things that you ought to do, the things that you ought to leave behind, the things that you ought to embrace, the things that you ought to move forward. It is written in the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. It's written in there. But you're a hearer only. And so you never embrace the man, the woman, that God has called you to be. You forget what you look like. And you take on an identity of just whatever has always been, will be. Observes himself in the mirror, but goes away and forgets what kind of person he is wow wow you ought to be a doer of the word you ought to be a doer of the word i want to i want to walk through i want to walk through some things that you ought to be a doer of now i i could i could open every verse up in the bible right now but i I want to I open up some that I feel like the Lord has highlighted to me even this week. Praise the Lord. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, I, it was my delight this week to share about the gifts of the Spirit in Petersburg with some people that perhaps had never heard about the gifts of the Holy Spirit and when you're in a room of people that have never heard about the gifts of the holy spirit it changes the conversation a little bit and it was wonderful to be able to walk through the gifts of the spirit in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and look at them with fresh eyes and say what does what is god saying and so uh, here in verse 4, it says, There are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Spirit. There are diversities of activities, but it is the same God who works all in all. The manifestation of the Spirit is given to the prophet of all. To one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit. To another, the word of knowledge through the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healings by the same Spirit. To another, work. Workings of miracles, to another prophecy, to another discerning of spirits, to another different kinds of tongues, to another interpretation of tongues, but one in the same spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as he wills. Praise God. So we are ought to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Amen? We ought to be people that walk in the the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah! Praise God. Doers of the word. We ought to be doers of the word and not hearers only. It goes down at the end of chapter 12 in verse 31. But earnestly desire the best gifts. Yet I will show you a more excellent way. And then it talks, that wonderful chapter about love. Hallelujah. Above all things, clothe yourself in love. Hallelujah. And then chapter 14, verse 1. Pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you might prophesy. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. But especially that you might prophesy. Well, what what does that mean? That means that I hear from God, his heart, that I am hearing his voice, that I'm proclaiming what I hear, that I'm telling others what I hear. Hallelujah. A a word of prophecy does not have to be in King James English, and it does not have to be, thus saith the Lord. It can be that way. But you know that a word of prophecy can come along while you're praying for your neighbor who's struggling and God speaks to you something about your neighbor. And, and uh, you hear God's heart for your neighbor and, and God speaks to you in your language something like, you know what, uh, you don't know how much I love your neighbor. And I want you to go and I want you to just sh- share with them that, that, that they are on my mind today. And so you go to your neighbor and you've prayed. Lord, you told me to desire spiritual gifts. I believe that this is you. My heart is pounding right now, but I want to deliver what you have given to me. And you knock on the door, and they and, and they say, "Well, you, I have. What, what's your name? Well, my na- my name's Darren. I live two doors down, and I was praying for you. And I I just felt overwhelming sense of how much God loves you, and He's not forgotten about you, and I don't know what you're walking through, but God is thinking about you today. Can I tell you that that is a word of prophecy? You are hearing God's heart. And you are communicating God's heart to the one that needs it. Be doers of the word. And not hearers only. Because God has a destiny. He wants to use you. He wants to use you. Amen? A hearer only, a hearer only rejects a major portions of what God has for you. And then they, they, they uh, you know, God called me out of this stuff. This stuff all used to be fun to me. I used to go out and do all this stuff. I used to go out and live. I used to go out and party. I used to go here and go there. And life used to be fun, and then I became a Christian, and it was exciting for a little while, but then it became all about everything that I can't do. And now I'm bored. And so do you know what I do now? I eat. I can't do this anymore, and I can't do this anymore, and I can't go here anymore, and I can't go there anymore, so I eat. Anybody relate with that? And Christianity, in their mind, is about everything that you can't do anymore. And that has to shift, amen? Because there's this whole load of stuff that God has called us to do. And to be a part of, hallelujah. And to, and to take action and to be a part of the kingdom moving forward forward. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. And so, Lord, uh, and so the Lord has a plan for your life as you are a doer of the word. You're you're performing what God has called you to do. Thank you, Lord. And I want to tell you that being a doer of the word can be scary. Because God will call you to step out of the boat and he will call you to walk on water and he will call you to do things that uh, you never thought that you could do before. Saddle up your horses. Isn't that a song? We got a trail to blaze. Okay, I'll stop. Be doers of the word, but not hearers only. Let me let me read some scripture to you uh, that Jesus said. Matthew chapter 7, verse 21. Um, Matthew 7, 21 says this: Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father. See, this is where faith and works move together. God wants you to do. Okay? Um but he who does the will of my Father. Verse 22, many will say to me, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name, cast out demons in your name, many wonders in your name, and then I will declare to to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Now, uh, this is a bit confusing because I just read about the gifts of the Spirit that you should prophesy, and now Jesus is saying, you can prophesy but still not make it to heaven. Because you were were operating in the gifts of the Spirit, but your heart was far from God. That's what Jesus was saying here. You were doing things, but your heart was far from the Lord. And then he he goes on, uh, and uh, verse 24 says, Therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, and it did not fall, for it was founded on the rock. Hallelujah. many of you want to be a doer of the word? Because when you're a doer of the word, you have a foundation in your life. Uh, and then The negative, everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell and great was its fall. Hearers only. Hearers only. James says, Those that hear only deceive themselves. Because when you hear, somebody that hears has taken the time to listen, but they have not taken the time to obey. That can be scary. Who are the people that are hearing this morning? The ones that are in church. The ones that are not in church, are they hearing? They haven't taken the time. They're lost. James is talking to believers. People that have a habit of exposing themselves to the word. That's a good thing, right? That's a good thing if you have a heart to do. But if your heart is not intending on doing, I'm telling you, you are setting yourself up for deception because I'll tell you exactly what happened in that moment. You you came to church. You came to church and you think, man, Uh, Praise God, I'm in church today. I felt the Lord. I sang the songs. I even lifted my hands. I did my duty. And you think that the extent of your duty is attendance. And I'm telling you what you've just done is you've deceived yourself. And you've allowed some sun to shine in your life, but it has hardened your heart. And God is saying, to you this morning. Shake yourself. Awaken. Awaken, son. Awaken, daughter. Awaken. Do not be a hearer only, but be a doer. Be a doer of the word. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise, Lord, a doer of the word. Hmm. Romans two, thirteen. For it is not the hearers of the law that are just in the sight of God, but it is the doers of the law that are justified. Right? He was talking here to the Jewish people about Gentiles. Because there was some interesting things that were happening in the Christian world. The Jewish people had grown up exposed to the Old Testament. They knew the law. And yet, they were not doing the law. They were failing. How many of you know that we all fail at the law? But something was happening in the church because the Gentiles were getting saved. And the Gentiles did not grow up knowing the law. They just had this wonderful relationship with Jesus. They didn't even have the New Testament yet. They had the apostles uh, that were going around preaching. They had Paul. The New Testament, the canon of the New Testament had not been formed yet. They did not have all the tools that we, we have. They know that they heard the message that Jesus can save my soul. And so they repented and they came to Christ. They were baptized into Christ. They were filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to pray. They soaked up the teaching of the apostles from house to house, but they they were basically left on their own in their own relationship with the Holy Spirit. Can you imagine not having a Bible to read? This was the condition of the New Testament church. And so they pressed into God They listened to his voice. They followed the leadership of the Holy Spirit. And Paul noticed something. He noticed that the Gentiles were walking in obedience to the law. Imagine that. The one that that brought the law into existence was the Holy Spirit. And can I tell you, I'm talking here not... I'm talking here not about the, the you know, the, all of the food laws that Jesus declared clean. I'm not talking about the, the roles of the priests and so forth and all of the different methods of doing this and that. I'm talking here about the moral code that is in the Old Testament. And that's what Paul was talking about. The moral code that was in the Old Testament is still the same in the New Testament. Right? And Paul noticed something. He noticed that these uh, that, that these heathen Romans that did not know the law as they were growing up when they gave their life to Jesus and they began to follow the Holy Spirit, their lives were conforming to the moral code of the Old Testament. Isn't that awesome? And so he was comparing the two. And he was saying, you you claim that you have the law. You can't even follow it. But look at these Gentiles. These Gentiles don't have the law. And the Holy Spirit speaks to them and convicts them. And they respond to what the Holy Spirit is speaking to them. And they do the word out of their own relationship with the Holy Spirit. Wow. Wow. And so Paul looks at them and says, it is not those that read the law that are justified. It's the ones that do it. And in our own selves and in our own strength, there's no way we can do it. We cannot. That's the whole point. Every person has to come to the realization that I cannot do this on my own. And we turn to Christ, and he forgives us, and he washes us. Hallelujah. And he fills us with his Holy Spirit, and he empowers us to walk the walk. Hallelujah. And not just talk the talk. Oh, glory to God. And so something began to happen in the New Testament church, and and James addresses it. This was after a long time. Something began to happen, and he began to see the same things. Happening in the church that happened to the Jewish people. They know all the teachings now, but they're not doing it. James says they've become hearers. grace of God is your portion. Titus 2.11 says this. The grace of God has appeared to all men. And it teaches us to say no to ungodly passions and worldly pleasures. God has gifted you the grace of God. And empowered you to be a doer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Nothing good have I in me except that Jesus lives, He dwells in me. And because He dwells in me, I can follow. Paul looked at the Romans. These precious believers. And he said, you've you've got it. You've got it. You've got it. Doers of the word. Doers of the word. verse 25 of James chapter 1 it says he who looks into that word into is translated in the in the new king james as the word into i like it better in the niv where it says intently, he who looks intently into the law that gives freedom. That's with purpose. In fact, the word into, this word means uh, to, to, uh, to give purpose to. To give purpose to. It means this, that I look into the, the word of God with intentionality with intentionality I want to ask you how do you read your devotions do you read your devotions just out of habit or do you need to awaken in your in the reading of your devotions do you read your devotions because you have to because it is what makes you good for the day I got my fix Or do you read it with intentionality? And I want to encourage you this this morning, friends, to read the Word of God with purpose. Hallelujah. Because when you read it with purpose, when you're looking into the Word of God, the, the Word that brings freedom to your heart, and, and and you continue in it, hallelujah, you are not a forgetful hearer, but you are a doer of the work. That intentionality, you say, God, uh, I'm, I'm going to read your word today and I just give you permission to speak to me anything that you want to speak to me. I'm going to approach your word today because I know it washes me and it cleanses me according to Ephesians chapter 5. I know it cuts me and it and it works in me according to... 2 Timothy 3:16 I thank you God for the for the word of the Lord that brings conviction according to Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12 and I'm approaching your word today with the intention of walking in obedience to what you are saying hallelujah You look intently into the word of God that gives Freedom, hallelujah. Glory to God. When you approach the word of God that way, it's life changing. When you approach the word of God that way, it brings pleasure to the heart of the father. When you approach the word of God with intentionality. To be a doer. It brings pleasure to your father. And you are blessed in what you do. Hallelujah. The church that we're going to tonight, Pawnee, the theme verse for their entire church is Psalm chapter one. And Psalm chapter one. Talks about the power of the word of God. There's great promise in it. Meditation is thought with purpose. It's thought with intentionality. And in Psalm chapter 1, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, stands in the path of sinners or sits, seats Sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. This is that same intentionality and purpose. I'm meditating in it. I'm giving myself to it. I'm getting it in my heart. Getting it in my heart. Here's the promise. Here's the blessing that James was talking about. He shall be like a tree planted by rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. Hallelujah. Oh, my God. How many of you want verse 3 to be a part of your life? Can I tell you that's the portion of the doer of the Word? Hallelujah. And that's a powerful promise that I believe everybody should memorize because as you get the Word of God in your heart, this is the result that you can expect. Praise the Lord. I've hidden the Word of God in my heart. I've meditated on the Word of God. I am purposeful. Uh, I'm, I am purposing to walk in the Word of God, obeying the Word of the Lord for my life. Hallelujah. You shall be like a tree that's planted. You don't, you don't just get uprooted at every, at every uh, wind that blows. Hallelujah. You are a tree that, that's roots are secure. Thank you, Jesus. When the difficult times come... And the storms blow. You're not in the sand, but you are rooted. Hallelujah. You're you're planted by rivers of water. This means that that uh, you you uh, you regularly drink from what God has f- for you. The Word of God, the Holy Spirit, it brings forth fruit in season. What did Jesus? want us to be. He wanted us to be fruitful. When the vine dresser goes out and looks at the vine, what's he looking for? He's looking for fruit. He's looking for fruit. He's looking for growth. He's looking for you moving forward. He's looking for you becoming what God intended you to become. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter if you're taking baby steps or or long steps, but you're moving in the right direction. You're bringing forth fruit. Praise the Lord. And I'd like to thank God. Your, your your body as you get older might wither a little bit. But the fruit, the, the leaf, the, the production of your life, it never fades. It does not wither. Your mark remains. You have the Psalm ninety two anointing on your life that even in old age you will still bear fruit. Hallelujah. And this pro- this promise to the doers is outstanding. Whatever he does shall prosper. Be a doer of the word. You're blessed in what you do. Whatever he does shall prosper. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to ask Alexander to come and, and play this morning. And this is a simple call today. This is a simple word today. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and they do what I command them. Simple. You know the difference between revival, a a revived heart and a heart that is dead? One is doing the Word. The other is not. Do the Word. Do the Word. Be a doer of the Word of God. Simple. We're getting ready to elect elders and deacons next week. If you look in Titus Book of Titus, chapter 3, Timothy. You read those passages. You read that about elders. You read that about deacons. I read that and I go, every Christian should be doing this. This is not a prescription just for the elite. This is a prescription for every believer. But you know what makes an elder qualified? Not that they're perfect, but that they're doing it. They're doing it. You look at a life and you say, there's somebody that's doing the Word. How many of you have people in your life like that that you look to that you feel like, man, they're far surpassing me. I've got, I've got a lot of people that are like far surpassing me. But you know why I admire them? It's not because I'm comparing myself with them, or it's not because even I, you know, we we uh, are, are jealous or any any of that. It's because they are doing the word on a level that I want to be there, and that's a good model to have. Running after. That's what Timothy was running after Paul. Not to be like Paul, but to be a doer of the word like Paul. If if Paul were living today, I would hope that we would say, that's a man I want to be like as they follow Christ. Here I am. I want to be a doer of the word. If you're bored in your Christianity, it might be because you're not doing the word. James goes on and he gives an example. He said, right in your midst, because this was prevalent in his day, right in your midst, there are orphans. And you're ignoring them. You're a hearer only. Right in your midst are widows and you're not taking care of them. You're a hearer only. There are people that God's put in our path to love, to pour affection out on. God has given us the incredible privilege to be a doer of the word hallelujah